HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following is a message from Heritage Foods USA. In the next few weeks, Heritage Foods USA will be offering an interesting variety of amazing products, ranging from top quality seafood to their famous pork cuts. At the end of May, the Heritage team will go up to Maine to harvest fresh lobster with sustainable lobster meat. These delicious lobster are a perfect way to kick off the summer season. In the pork department, Heritage Foods USA will offer the maple-cured smoked boneless heritage ham at an unbeatable price. This offer won't last long, so get them while you can. Place your order today at heritagefoodsusa.com or call 718-389-0985. That's 718-389-0985 to place your order with Andrea or Ashley. And don't forget to sign up for the email list and to check them on Facebook and Twitter to get in on their new products, deals, and offers from Heritage Foods USA. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. All right. All right, here we are, the Mike and Judy Show. Show number one, I'm Mike Edison. I'm here with the woman who truly is too hot for television, Judy <laughs> McGuire. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Howdy, Judy. And um, our equally luscious guest, Lux Altram, who's the editor of Fleshbot.com. Hello. Howdy, Lux. And we're going to talk about, na- among other things, National Masturbation Month, a joyous occasion for all of us. But um, before we get there, I need to express a little concern. This is our very first show. I'm already worried that it might be our last. What with the rapture and the end of the world coming up. Um, I think it's happening May 21st, the end of the world as we know it. And we have three months, actually, till the world is consumed by fire. Um, oh, I didn't realize the fire thing. I thought they just sucked all the good people up next Saturday. Yeah, the spaceships come, and those of who have been saved get, get to go off of the spaceships. But then the rest of us have to suffer through the, the revelation. It's Judgment Day, actually, is what's happening. Yeah. And the end of the world will be in October. Something to look forward to. 
Before, uh, I guess it is before Halloween. Now, I know before, it'll be right before Halloween. October 21st, I think, is the day. But you, um, you good Christians can check your calendars on that when the earth will be destroyed by fire. Um, so, uh, if we don't make it to next week's show, it's been, been nice knowing you kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of an intro for our first and last it's, show. It's awesome. That was really great. You know, I was on the way over here, I was taking a little stock of um, the sins and by, by someone's yardstick, maybe not mine, I am definitely going to hell. <laughs> I think no- that uh, we all are. Yeah, so um, I don't know Lux well, but I suspect she's hell. Well, I'm, I'm Jewish, so you guys don't have hell, do you? No, not in the conventional no. sense. But in the <laughs> in the evangelical sense, I'm definitely going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, um, I thought we'd run down some of um, my favorite sins. These are a few of my favorite things, and see see how we're all doing. I mean, Judy, before you were saying you thought anger got a bad rap. I am a fan <laughs> of anger. I think that it can be used uh, effectively, and I think it's. People are too feel good these days, and, and and I like to hang on to my anger. I think it's good. I think you can have righteous anger, righteous. which is clearly not a sin if it's righteous. Righteous yeah. indignation, you know. And this is coming from an angry God who lays this shit down. <laughs> now, I'd like to just go on record. I'd like to say that my favorite sins are um, maybe not in this order, but lust, sloth, and gluttony. I love sloth. Sloth is awesome. Being a freelancer, it is my friend. <laughs> And gluttony. Well, I'm, I'm here for a pizza. Exactly, exactly. Um, and lust, and you know, lust. As uh, when I did my research for today's show, I find out that you know, lust is what it really is. It's no self control. That's really what it's all about. Which I guess brings us right into uh, the <laughs> the uh, putative topic of today's show: National Masturbation Month. Na- Happy National Masturbation Month to you, ladies. Thank Happy you. Happy National too. Masturbation Month to you as well. And how are we celebrating? Well, I had a therapist once who um, I quit right after this. He called masturbation the lonely sin. What? <laughs> <laughs> because the paintings of bishops in his office weren't enough of a uh, tell. Okay, so you went to a therapist that had like Catholic iconography in his office? I thought it was a borrowed office. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stalked me. He was really weird. Okay, this is a bad therapist. <clears throat> He didn't fix me. And Lux, how are you celebrating? How are we celebrating on Fleshbot? I mean, well, we did a post to provide inspiration for all the celebrants of the month. I mean, for me, you know, National Masturbation Month is kind of like a dirtier version of Mother's Day in the sense that, you know, I love my mother every day. Mother's Day is not that special. I masturbate every month. National Masturbation Month is just sort of a time to talk about it a little more. I would agree, I would agree with that. Every month is pretty much a national... Isn't every mas- day National Masturbation Day? Well, I okay, mean, unless for- it's an yeah. off day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you find yourself getting immune to hotness looking at it all the time? I get asked this a lot, and my standard answer is that... The act of simply seeing someone naked is not suddenly titillating in the way that, like, you, you know, like, oh, in older, more repressed times, just seeing someone's ankle right. is, like, titillating. So, like, yeah, seeing boobs is not automatically titillating for me. However, if I'm really attracted to someone or if it's, like, porn that's really hot, then, yeah, I'm definitely going to get turned on. Like, if it's something I like, it will still do it for me. I can keep it in control. Mm-hmm. And I don't go, like, crazy when I'm working. <laughs> Unlike that woman who just got permission to uh, masturbate at work. Yeah, I mean, good for her. But you uh, special dispensation yeah. for that? I think it was Spain. She, she had some medical condition. I didn't read the full deal. <laughs> yeah, but every dude something. I know has that same condition. Yeah. <laughs> but it's different when it's a lady. Ooh, I see. I'll tell you what, though. A nice ankle will do wonders for me. 
you know, sometimes we go, forgot, hey, the sun comes up in the morning and I'm ready to go. That's all. I mean, this is what I guys like, are. We're, I like that we're, line we're hardwired. Right here, guys. That's a nice line. Yeah. Okay, we're not on television. You're too hot for television. <laughs> yeah. That line right there and guys. But no, no, like um, like around the pelvic bone. Right, the like goody pointer. Right something. above the hip bone. The yeah. goody pointer? Well, it points down. All right, that's good. I was thinking of the goody trail, you know. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, I mean, women have... have kind of a better deal with this whole masturbation thing because you sort of speaking of special dispensation it's okay for you guys to use toys this seems to be very accepted uh, behavior but if, but i think guys you know we, if any guy wanted to use a foreign object get some dirty looks from i'm surprised that you're so uptight and don't know about this mike Lots, <laughs> yeah can you share no, a few I, I think that i think that historically it's male masturbation has been seen as like oh why would you use a toy you can just use your hand and if you need to use a toy then there's something wrong with you i think that is historically been kind of how it's been but that is totally changing and there are some really really cool male sex toys that aren't creepy um, that are on the market. Like, I mean, the furry, the kind of pioneer, and as they say in their tagline, the world's best-selling male sex toy is the Fleshlight, which... I think it's creepy. Yeah. I yeah. mean... I'm not, I'm not putting my thing in there. I've heard... Okay, but that's kind of like the pioneer, and it's like the oversized flash flashlight-looking thing, and, and it has some sort of orifice. And sometimes <laughs> it's like a molded porn star orifice. And I like those ones because the porn stars get royalties on them. Yeah, that's good. So, like, I have a lot of friends who that's how one of the ways they make money is by having their branded flashlight. But I was saying, f- flashlight's like the pioneer, mm. but you're seeing, <laughs> um, you're seeing more refined products. Like, there's now this Japanese product that's been distributed in, in um, the U.S. It's the Tenga cup. There's, like, the Tenga flip The little egg one. Well, there's there's a couple. There's the little egg, which is, like, a little plastic egg, and you open up, and it's a masturbation sleeve. But they also have ones that are more akin to the fleshlight. Um, there's one. It looks like if Steve Jobs um, designed a masturbation sleeve. And it's, like, this, like, clear white thing. Clear tube with white buttons and a clear gel Ooh. that's textured inside and it flips open for easy cleaning and they have the Tenga flip hole and they have the Tenga Air which is like if you cross the masturbation sleeve with a Reebok pump thing. <laughs> yeah, remember those? The Japanese do everything better. Yeah and so I mean I think it's I feel like male sex toys now are kind of where lady sex toys were in the mid-90s. Where there's a lot of, like, crappy ones. And there are some people starting to be like, wait a minute, if we do stuff that's well-designed and well-made, we can make a lot of money. Now, what's what's this egg thing we're talking about? It's it's like, you remember the leg eggs? But instead of a pair of pantyhose inside, there's this, um, (laughs) I guess it's, I don't know what material it is. It's It's sort of like... jelly rubber or something. Jelly rubber thing that you can... um, pleasure yourself into it's like a little sleeve and i got my boyfriend one for christmas and <laughs> i i put put all our christmas bag presents for my family in these bags and brought it to my dad's house and then when my boyfriend opened his presents on christmas morning i was like where's the egg and he's like i don't know where the egg is and i was like oh shit i left it at my dad's house my dad called me the next day and he goes um were all the presents in the bag with santa on it from you i was like um, I don't know. I have to go right now. But then I, so I was positive I left the wank egg at my dad's house. <laughs> but luckily, I just cleaned under the bed and I found it. But for you know, since Christmas, I've been horrified to talk to my dad. I hoped he wouldn't know what it was for. I mean, it does. It says like Ona egg or something like because they yeah. have like the Tenga Ona cup and like 
It's all like onanism. It doesn't say like <laughs> insert dick here. I, I'm sure he probably would have thought it was for my niece. Like, I, I have to say, it's very progressive of you to buy your boyfriend a masturbation tool. Well, why it's not? Right. I mean, I because he's going to do it anyway, right? Is that the idea? <laughs> I mean, I I I don't buy them because I get them oh, for free. Sure. Well, Perkwasitofleshbot.com. I've given um I've given male partners sex toys because I, I need someone to test them out. Yeah, I, I've given so many girlfriends vibrators. Not like girls I was dating because I'm straight, but <laughs> I have so many girlfriends who've never tried a vibrator. That's so sad. It is. It's like the first time I tried one, I was like, oh my god, this is so much easier. <laughs> then having to talk to your boyfriend. Well, who you've now given like a plastic <laughs> egg cup to. This is this is this is a bad road to travel. This is like Logan's Run. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, back in the day, I used to review porn movies. I reviewed many, many porn movies, and that was my, one of one of the perquisites I got working for Screw. Yeah. So I'd have like stacks and stacks of uh, DVDs and VHS tapes when it was time, and uh, I'd always give them away. And guys love free porn. Yeah, they love like real free porn. And um, guys like free everything. Their favorite T-shirt is the free T-shirt. <laughs> and free beer always tastes better. Yeah, than, than beer, no matter what, no matter how much money. You out of your pocket a free beer is always gonna, gonna be better but honestly there was a point in my life a real tipping point when I decided I didn't like open bars because I don't I don't yeah. like waiting in line I don't like the kind of people they attract I'd rather, I'd rather pay and not wait in line yeah Nonetheless, I had piles and piles of free pornography and of course you know guys guys are gung-ho for it. the married guys uh, more so than the single guys of course do, do women still get pissed off that their boyfriends or husbands masturbate I mean apparently well, I, I find it very weird, but I like see stories on the lady mags about shit like this. Well, yeah, know, like all, that it's like cheating. All, all the yeah, right, all the guys that, that I knew that I gave pornography to, um, I always r- reminded them, you know, don't pass out with the disc in the DVD player because that's how you get busted, right? They're not going to find your secret stash. You're going to leave it in the player, and they're like, yeah, my wife's cool with it. My wife's cool with it. But what's really going to happen is she's going to be cool with it, but she's going to make fun of you mercilessly. <laughs> and it's so much worse than her being mad. Well, especially if it's like plushy porn or something. Yeah. Like, you kind of don't want to know that about somebody. So, Lux, um, I'm guessing that Fleshbot has a lot of women uh, re- reading the site. Um, I would say more than most uh, porn-type sites. We have... I mean, it's hard to tell demographics for a variety of reasons, but I'd say it's majority male, but we do have a strong female readership. Well, uh, can you describe Fleshbot for those people who have a uh, Yeah, um, Fleshbot is one of uh, the web's biggest sites about adult entertainment and everything sexy. Uh, we do, we get we get labeled a porn site, but I like to think we're so much more than that um, because it's just kind of a guide to all sorts of erotic material. And sometimes that's clips from Game of Thrones. And sometimes that's erotic stories. And sometimes that's DVD reviews. And sometimes it's like amateur porn clips. And one of the things that makes us very different from everybody else is that we cover both um, straight and gay and whatever falls in between material. We don't. I, I, I love Fleshbot. I think it's. A, I think it's a great site. I think it's very positive. I think what sets it apart yes. from a lot of sites is that it's. Um, it's very sex positive. There's no um, weird shame. You're not treating. You're not talking down to your readers. There's a lot of fun involved in it. It's and also, just having gay and straight porn on the same site is unusual. Yeah, I, I like to say that um, one of the occupational hazards that I have in in the research that I have to do in order to write my site is ex- 
extreme exposure to misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> because you go, I don't even want to name the sites, but there's like a lot of sites that do like sexy celebrity photos that I'll pull stuff from. And the writing is just like so mean and so gross. Yeah. And I try to like take the same material and repackage it in a much friendlier way. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's very true. Unfortunately, male-generated porn does go that way yeah. more often than not. And that was sort of, uh, you know, if you just look at the Hustler, especially, uh, you know, when it started, I mean, yes, the women were treated, treated as whores, um, which is, you know, ironic in the sense that they were also put up on a pedestal as well, and that the women were being empowered, um, you know, yeah. uh, to the men. Uh, let's talk about it a little more. We have a sponsor trap. Judy, you wanted to play a song for us. That's right. Um, today's song um, is dedicated to masturbation. It's called Rock My World. It's by Betty Blowtorch. <laughs> it's about waiting around for your boyfriend to come over, and then he's too late, so you have to take care of yourself. And it's from uh, our sponsor is Main Drag Music on 330 White, or you can go to Bushwick Supply at 268 Messerol. Um, this way you don't have to frequent places, horrible places like Guitar Center. <laughs> All right, Jack, you got the music? service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. Every Tuesday at noon, Dave Arnold, the author of CookingIssues.com, will discuss new and innovative techniques, equipment, and ingredients. Call in with your own questions to see if Dave and the crew can solve your cooking issues. Again, that's Tuesdays at noon on the Heritage Radio Network. All right, and we're back here at the Mike and Judy Show. This is Mike Edison uh, with uh, my co-hostess with the most is Judy McGuire and our guest Lux Altram, the editor of Fleshbot.com. And I got to tell you, there are a few things in life as pleasurable as listening to you two women talk about masturbation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm about to ruin that pleasure for you because I'm going to tell you about a few animals that also um, are versed in self-pleasuring. So you mean... This doesn't separate me from the animals. Uh, it probably but puts you right down there in the pen with them. When I thought I thought self-exploration was surely the path to a divine consciousness. <laughs> Goats and bonobos have been known to autophilate. Well, you know, why did why, why do dogs uh, lick their own balls? Because they can. A moose can ejaculate <laughs> after simply um, brushing its antlers along vegetation, which is that. I mean, that's a. That's a good trick. A teenage moose or like like a or like all moose moose is. <laughs> I think just male moose. <laughs> moose eye. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, some animals do use sex toys, like ferrets use a stone if they have one. Uh, female porcupines make dildos out of sticks, and so do orangutans. But also, we should talk about May is not just Masturbation Month. It's also dedicated to the Virgin Mary. 
smiling, and zombies. All good things. Yes. I am, I am with all of those things. So, um, you know, I really thought that uh, recreational sex is what separated us from the animals. Uh, that and putting ice in our drinks. I think it's just down to ice in the drinks. Not so much. So, um, well, speak, let's, let's think of the human, human species for a moment. We're talking about pornography for women and how women uh, respond to pornography. I think that since pornography has been so prevalent on the internet, there's so much of it, women are, are coming to, to it now. It's, um, the, the men in pornography have gotten better looking, too. Yes. Um, I, I'm really frustrated when people just talk about, like, oh, blah, 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 Ron Jeremy, Ron Jeremy. And it's like, Ron Jeremy, he does still work, kind of just because he's a name, but he's not in that much. And the men who work now, even if they don't have, like, the best faces, they pretty much all have super cut bodies. And some of them are, like, really, really gorgeous men. The guys look good. Peter North and that crew, all these cut sort of dudes. I mean, you know, I mean, they're sort of like gay soap opera stars. But isn't that what you all go for? Yeah. (laughs) We go for love, as long as there's a love storyline. And I know that the female heroine is going to end up getting married and... You know, having babies at the end—that's a kind of well, that, and that, that's what I've always been taught. Al Goldstein, one of my mentors, um, always told me that that's the difference between men and women. That women always thought around the next corner was a knight on a white horse who's going to come, you know, take them off to the castle and fall in love. While men think there is a bunch of stewardesses around the next corner waiting to fillet them. Well, I personally prefer cream pie porn because that's how I know a baby is getting made. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a prude because I don't even—I never even heard that term. Although it doesn't really need to be defined. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think it came to a shock. Well, not to me anyway, but to anyone that um, uh, Osama bin Laden had a big cache of <laughs> pornography. And uh, once again, props to the New York Post for uh, the best headline of the day: Osama bin Wanker. Although I was told, actually, they stole that from the Daily. Yeah, well, the great thing about the New York Post is, of course, is that here they have that on the cover, and then, like, two pages into the thing, you have Andrea Pizer, the most sour-pussed woman of all time, the woman who's always wrong, who hates all things about sex, hates gays, hates Muslims, but there it is on, on the cover of Samba. And then, of course, in the Sunday paper, in the back page, is the uh, advice column um, by a- Ashley the Hooker. The, the, is she still doing that? Still doing it, and still advising them, um, you know, how to buy sex toys, and how to get into a threesome, and, you know, how you know your roommate's gay, it's, um... That's the post. Look at like both it. sides of the street. <laughs> but I, I like. I actually kind of like Jihad on better than <laughs> Osama bin Wanken. I thought that was it took because it took me a second. Like Osama's got so a, a Jihad on. Oh. It's like some next level shit. Um, <laughs> so how? So how? So um, Lux, so you, you're uh, editor of Fleshbot, and obviously you have a large woman audience. How do you feel that women are responding to pornography now, say versus you know a few years ago? I mean. I hate I hate to pull out this line because I think it gets used a lot, but anecdotally, because I haven't done a peer-reviewed study on this, <laughs> um, I tend to think that women are more fluid in terms of what they're interested in. Uh, I so we do straight uh, in quotes because a lot of what gets categorized as straight porn is not technically heterosexual um, and gay on our site and we give people the option to see all of it or filter out and if ever we have a tech problem where the filters break i get tons of angry emails from men who have been exposed been forced (laughs) to look at something that god forbid they see um and women you know some women will be pissed if they can't see one thing or they can't completely design the site to their own specifications but what i find interesting is that women even straight identified women don't tend to 
have one thing they want to see in the way that men, gay or straight, often do. Um, I know a lot of heterosexual identified women who are not interested in having sex with other women who really like looking at lesbian porn or really like looking at naked women. I know lesbians who like gay porn. I know heterosexual women who like gay porn. I know heterosexual women who like straight porn but like looking at the women in it. I think just for women, what you want to see and what you get turned on by as a fantasy doesn't necessarily correlate in the same way as it does for men to what you want to do in real life, which I find really interesting. Well, men are way ahead uh, of the curve in terms of looking at pornography, and I think that's where the niches come from, the way the rest of the world goes. It's sort of but also, segments itself. But also, if, if, if somebody calls me a dyke, I don't care. But if somebody calls most straight guys gay, they get all wound up. And I think that they get paranoid looking at gay porn or, or something that they might get turned on, so it's scarier. Yeah, and yet, <laughs> every straight porno, I mean, there, there's, there's the behind the scrotum shot that seems to dominate uh, the action. It's pretty awful, actually. Um, I th- what I was going to say about um, people finding fetishes and specialties and things, it's because men have been looking at porn for 30 years. And after 30 years, they're sort of figuring out that, oh, I need to see a woman with sh- shiny heels smoking a cigarette wearing rhinestone glasses. But, I mean, or, it's, it's or, not even just about fetishes. It's just like, if, if straight men see gay porn, they freak out. Not all of them. There's a lot oh, of like, oh, yeah, chill yeah. men. But there's a more, like, even liberal cool guys will freak out if they're exposed. A lot, to, lot, no, there's definitely a lot of homophobia around yeah. straight male porn fans. But what I was referring to is the sort of everybody wanting specialty sites. Yeah. And being able to type into the search engine uh, any, anything very specific, you know, from a w- woman's height and weight, hair color to yeah. whatever yeah. specific, very specific, you know, frightfully specific activities that they're involved in and come up with that. And if women are just beginning to explore pornography because of its sudden availability on the internet, they're not really there yet. They're sort of taking in the big picture. I don't know. I mean, I think some women have very specific desires. I. It just depends on the woman. I think, yeah. I think. Do you watch uh, pornography outside of work? Um, occasionally, yeah. I was never. One of the reasons why I think I'm kind of ideal for my job is that I always liked pornography, but I was never a huge porn consumer. Um, I mean, I had worked in in like indie porn, and I was always interested in it, and I liked it. Um, but it was never a really large part of my personal life. And so I haven't been like, no part of my life has been ruined by the fact that I now work on it um, and write about it a lot. And I still enjoy it and I know what's good and I can watch it. And I also don't watch, even for work, don't watch as much as people think. Um, And yeah, and so, well, I actually in my bag now have something I've been meaning to watch for a few days now, which is the Star Trek The Next Generation porn, (laughs) which is supposed to be really, really good. Party at your house. My boyfriend's not here because he would fight you for that. Party at your house. How do you feel when your uh, boyfriends and male paramours um, are watching porn, pornography, and I mean consuming it and using it? um, I don't care. I don't care? care. It's good. You guys are healthy women. Healthy women here. Well, unless it was like something that I deemed really twisted, like anal rape fantasies, like that that would kind of bug me. I, I mean, that even doesn't... It, it depends for me. It depends on where it's coming from. Like, I'm not bothered by someone watching porn provided our relationship is healthy. Well, like, yeah. if they're using porn as a substitute or if they're using porn to avoid me, that's different. Yeah. I don't really have a problem with... I mean, I know people who I think are very healthy, wonderful people who will look up horse porn and stuff yeah. like that. And, like, I but find an, that bizarre. But an exclusive love of horse porn? Yeah, but no. But they're not... Ex- yeah, if that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I think... 
even like being interested in really twisted stuff as a fantasy or out of curiosity, I don't have a problem yeah, with. But yeah, but that. if it's like the only thing that you can get off on to the exclusion of any kind of healthy interaction with someone, yes, it's just I think the context mm. matters a lot more than like oh someone watched horse porn. So uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so what's what's hot right now? What's uh, the the hot ticket in the porn world? Parodies are still mm-hmm. the main thing that's making. What are, what, are, what are some of the funny funnier ones? Uh, um, that you've seen lately. I think the last one I saw was Nail and Palin, so I'm a little bit behind the curve. Um, well, I think uh, <laughs> I'm a little biased here because he's a good friend of mine, but I think the best ones currently being made are made by Leroy Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been told the Star Trek The Next Generation one is really good, although that's more that's more serious. Does it have funny. a funny name? No, it's just Star Trek The Next Generation. Not even Star Trek The Next Penetration? No. You know, right, and the first, one of the first things I wrote for Screw Magazine was called The Captain's Log. Huh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Katie Purvey does have a good name, and good I heard that one was really good. It's also by Leroy Myers. What else? What other parody? Is anything going to top Edward Edward Penis Fingers? Probably not. It was, mean, it was actually better than the original, which it, you know it doesn't ha- always happen. <laughs> Katie Purvey is probably better than most Katy Perry songs. Yeah. So. Um, all right, what's what's left left to do here in National Masturbation Month? How should people go out and celebrate or stay in and celebrate? Well, I think, Mike, you should celebrate by going to buy yourself a sex toy. Lux has given you some good ideas. Tango flip hole. Really? I can't, I can't get a, a freebie from Fleshbot? I'll report back on it. I promise no. I promise to have a go. Have, have, have <laughs> do a you go really want to use sex toy? No. No, I, I mean, we... want a new one. I would... No, they've sent us a, a lot of samples already. They've all been distributed among the male portions of my staff, so... I don't know if I can get another one. Mm. What do you think is the best part of your job? Mm. Um, uh, for me, it's getting getting connected to some really really cool people. I think there. I mean, there's a lot of like sleazy, awful people in the porn industry, but mm-hmm. the ones who are cool are really 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 cool. And being able to be a part of that community is one of my favorite parts of my job. And what's the downside? Um, what is the downside? I mean, sometimes. It can be, yeah, the exposure to misogyny, I think, like having to read sites that are just like really disgusting um, and just having to deal with that. And also having people assume that I'm a dude. Those are downsides. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, I guess the most famous other Lux that I could think of was Lux Interior. Yeah. I mean, the one I know And is, he was a guy, as his career went on, I mean, he got more and more further out. I mean, he started out wearing, was, you know, PVC pants, and by the time he was done, he was wearing a G-string and heels. Yeah, I see. So that's not that masculine. All right. We should, should be, there should be a National Lux Interior Month as well. Well, Lux, Aldrum, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for coming down. The first Mike thank and Judy show. Yes, thank you so much. How's that feeling for you, Judy McGuire? Feels pretty good. All I'm right. I'm Mike Edison. That's the Mike and Judy show. Next week, we're going to be back with handsome Dick Manitoba. Can Yay! you believe it? Um, once again, you've been listening to the Heritage Radio Network, the Mike and Judy Show. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.